In this episode, job losses at Airbnb as the property network turns its attention to post-coronavirus and the sailing business stranded in St. Vincent. Welcome to the World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you. Those stories and some news from World Nomads all coming up. But what are the headlines, Phil? Okay, there's been a lot of talk about travel bubbles, basically allowing travel between countries that have got few cases of the virus uh, or countries who've you know like handled it well, like New Zealand and Australia has done, for an example. And they could become two countries that allow cross-border travel. Well, add to the list Austria. Israel, the Czech Republic, Denmark and Greece, who've been in talks about a similar arrangement, hmm. uh, which would be, you know, some sort of travel at all is better than none, I suppose. And look, you mentioned before Airbnb, they've had to cut 25% of their workforce, that's around 1,900 people, and, and I'm quoting here, will reduce its investment in hotels and Airbnb lux and pause efforts in transportation including flights and Airbnb studios. Look, they've been working really hard sort of expanding their business model there, but they've had to call it off as they struggle through with the pandemic. But as they say, they're working on evolving uh, the company post-corona. Yeah, yeah. there's always a bit of good news. And there's been a rare sighting of a whale shark in knee-deep water uh, spotted by campers off Broome in Western Australia. It appeared to be taking advantage of a super healthy spot to eat. According to scientists, there are very few records of whale sharks in the shallows because they prefer deeper water. Can we say another example of animals reclaiming, reclaiming the planet while we're taking a break, Kim? Yes, we can say that because there will be more examples of that in this episode. And by the way, Phil, that whale shark was 25 <laughs> metres long. <laughs> yeah, you're not putting one of those in the fish tank today. <laughs> no, you're not. Steph Dyson is a freelance travel writer. She's a content creator and an award-winning blogger, giving expert tips for South American travel. Now, she's also very much into slow travel, and Steph is currently in lockdown in a Colombian town. I mean, it's interesting for me because I've, I've spent the past sort of six months in South America, so kind of when I was deciding what I wanted to do about the situation, I kind of thought you know like actually South America is probably as much my home as the UK but it's still it's a very trying time because I don't think anybody really knows what the right answer is particularly for those of us who are kind of abroad and, and not really sure whether we should be heading back to our home countries or not. Yeah absolutely it's a tough one. Um, now your site Worldly Adventurer, Moon Chili Guidebook, did it get off the ground? Well, we're due to release in uh, July in the US um, and August in the UK. So I'm, I have not heard anything to the contrary that it's not, it's not being published. So, I mean, we're, we're in the very last sort of stages of the publishing process. So I'm just a bit nervous about whether what, what's going to happen with guidebook companies because I think they're in a sort of precarious position. Well, we've seen what happened with uh, Lonely Planet, unfortunately. But what, what's in your guidebook? Uh, so Moon Chile is all about uh, just Chile and Patagonia. So it covers the entirety of, of Chile as a country and also most of Argentine Patagonia. Um, so it's basically a first edition of the guidebook. Um, and yeah, I've spent the past couple of years researching it. I was living in Chile for three years, so I spent a lot of time traveling around the country and then a lot of time sort of taking the photos and, and um, editing with my editor at Moon. So yeah, it's been a long process. 
I absolutely love the name. And as Australians, we say Chile, not Chile. So I do apologise for that. <laughs> but I absolutely love the name. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's, I, I'm really excited to have it finally sort of published and everything. And um, I'm hoping that people will still be able to travel in sort of the next next year because um, it would be such a shame after all the work goes into it for it to kind of flop when it gets published but fingers crossed yeah let's stay positive on that one so what is happening in south america we know a lot of the borders are shut um when it returns to normal and it will what will normal look like um so normal looks like i mean i think for me south america is always a little bit chaotic anyway it's definitely um as somebody who's british and from a very kind of uh I don't know, we, we have a sort of stiff upper lip culture in Britain and we're quite sort of prim and proper. And, and South America is is very much, everybody's very passionate and um, everybody just is very sort of, loves to dance and loves to be around family and loves to sort of enjoy themselves. It's a very different kind of dynamic here. And I'm really looking forward to particularly here in Medellin. There's an amazing like cafe culture. There's loads of great bars and you can go out and dance salsa and listen to jazz and yeah I'm just really looking forward to kind of city life being back up and and running again and everybody back on the streets. What about your family in Britain how are they coping? Yeah I think um, a lot of my family is kind of everybody's sort of in lockdown and either working from home or sort of elderly family members they're sort of in lockdown for the next three months but everybody's staying pretty positive and um it, it kind of helps i think if you have a garden because you can at least spend some time outdoors i do feel very sorry for the people around the world who are in apartment blocks and don't have any kind of outdoor space because that must be really tough right now the good thing about here in medellin is i've got this beautiful balcony and because like one of the positives of the lockdown has been the pollution here has lifted and we've had some absolutely stunning views of the city it's in a kind of valley so you get the I, I like right as we're speaking I can see the kind of the, the cityscape it's nighttime here and I can see all the, the lights and everything across the valley and up the mountains and it's been really really beautiful I think it's been it's been quite a, an experience I think having time to really appreciate cities with a very different kind of sort of atmosphere than they normally have so you normally wouldn't have that view? Well, normally there's so much pollution here. It's actually one of the most polluted cities in the world some days. Um, but you, there's so much smog, you, can't, you don't normally see the rest of the city. You kind of forget that you're in a valley, if I'm honest. So the world, while we were all sort of not whinging, but, you know, <laughs> sitting at home in our pyjamas or our yoga gear, the planet would be absolutely loving this. Yeah, well, it's, I mean... I've, of all this sort of, I've seen lots of videos and things on Twitter of all the wildlife that's returning. And actually in Santiago in Chile, there was, uh, they've, they've had three pumas walk into the city because they've come down from the hills and because it's so quiet, they're less afraid. It's incredible. There's videos of just pumas walking down the streets. Oh, I don't know how I'd go coming across a puma. <laughs> you don't want to come across a hungry puma. So as a, as a writer, a travel writer, I'm not travelling, and in South America, what sort of content are you uh, trying to create at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm focusing mostly on my website, Worldly Adventure, which is um, entirely uh, focused on South America content. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, if I'm honest, I'm writing some pretty inspirational stuff. I'm speaking, I asked some of my readers a couple of days ago what they wanted, and they told me that they wanted me just to inspire them with some really interesting sort of off-the-beaten path 
destinations that I probably wouldn't write about otherwise because a lot of the time they're so random and so hard to get to that they're very hard to kind of get picked up by magazines or there doesn't seem to be enough interest to write about them on my website so I'm kind of focusing on that because I think people haven't stopped dreaming about traveling and they just kind of want to sort of do it vicariously through the words that we can write for them so yeah that's that's my focus at the moment. Well, fingers crossed Moon Chile gets published and do check out Steph's site. There are some great articles, including 41 incredible places in Peru you have probably never heard of. Oh, look, I've been to Peru. It's great. I'm going to go and read that straight away because um, there were some amazing places I saw. Look, well, just in, hang on with me for a bit. Okay. In April, we spoke with Brian and Karen who were stranded in the Bahamas on their boat SV Delos with ports closed due to COVID-19. And in this episode, we meet Steve and Monica, who are also stranded at sea. We're in the, in the Grenadines, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We're much further south than the Bahamas. And how, how have you found yourself stranded? Uh, we're lucky here. I mean, uh, we still have, within the country, we still have freedom of movement. So uh, we're on the boat. I mean, the, this uh, virus isn't so bad you know, isn't affected here so bad. So, um, you know, we don't really have any problems here. We can still go ashore every now and then to keep, you know, to buy food when we need, you know, to buy fresh veggies and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, it's not too bad here. Yeah, we actually, we don't feel like we are stranded. We feel like we are lucky. We can see what other people are doing. Even people who are in Caribbean, they are in much worse situations than we are. They have curfews. They cannot move from one bay to another. For us, it's it's all free in within the country, within the Saint Vincent and Grenadines. We can move around freely. That kind of doesn't seem fair. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> no wonder you ask the question: What are you still in lockdown there in Australia? Are you even watching the news? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Well, I mean, we stay. We still have um, internet, obviously. So we have social media, and I listen to you know BBC podcasts and all that sort of thing. So we know what's going on. But uh, for us here, it's, uh, I mean, it's like we're on unpaid holiday. You know, every, all of our charters are cancelled and we're just kite surfing every day and going swimming and uh, snorkeling and uh, sailing and fishing and all the sort of stuff you do when you live on a boat. Yeah, sounds idyllic, but you do own a business, so I'm guessing there's no yes. income. Yes, that's yeah. right. I mean, that is, a, I mean, we don't, I mean, obviously nobody knows how it's going. And so, uh, yeah, we're a little bit worried about uh, how we're going to pay for everything soon. Yeah, especially that it happened in the middle of the season. So now is the prime time to come for holidays here. So the best weather, the best conditions, the most busy time and it's shut. There's no flights. So tell me what your business is specifically. Uh, we do. We have a catamaran here and uh, we do sailing trips. I mean, uh, people come in here and we just take them sailing around the islands and we do more or less activity related uh, uh, trips. We were doing a lot of kite surfing. We still do a lot of kite surfing trips and, uh, you know, scuba diving and all that sort of thing. Now, we've spoken to uh, Hannah recently on the podcast who was just about to relaunch her travel business with her husband when the pandemic hit. They're having to think outside the square. What about you guys? Your business is very, very specific. Are you thinking of and have you heard this term while you're drinking sundowners after kite surfing? Pivoting? Pivoting? 
Yeah, that's a new one. You that's a new one. So finding <laughs> finding another way of earning an income, or are you just going to sort of sit through it until next season? Yeah, I mean, at the moment we're sort of there's not really a great deal we can do because there's no flights in and out. And, uh, you know, I can go in and do other types of businesses, you know, yacht deliveries and maintenance and all that sort of thing. But uh, every other country around us is in lockdown. So, you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing we can do for the moment. So we're going to have to just, I mean, we're trying to keep, at the moment is a good time for us to sort of get on with a little bit more promotion and upgrading our website and doing some social media and letting people know what we're up to and, uh, you know, we're still here and we're waiting to get back into, uh, you know, get going again. So I don't know what else we can do. Well, as well as the, the boat is our home, this is where we live. We don't have other homes, so that's it. Uh, I mean, if we leave, we have to haul it out from the water and we go where. But what would your advice be uh, to those companies that might not survive post-COVID? Yeah, I mean, I'm not very good at giving advice. I'm better at taking it. But, uh, you know, this this year was really a funny year in, in tourism for us. We, we know that, you know, our bookings were a little bit slow to start with in the first place. And uh, there was a lot of travel companies that already had gone uh, gone bust. Before. I don't, we don't understand why, but there was a lot of travel companies within our industry that had already gone bust before uh, before the season. So now with this COVID, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we are giving. I mean, we've had a lot of cancellations, but uh, rather than cancelling, what we're trying to do is postponing. So a lot of people in the tourist tourism industry and t- travel industry are trying to encourage the same thing. Rather than cancelling, you know, let's postpone so that uh, hopefully next year we can just kick off where we left off from. I mean, we're a year behind, but uh, if we can kick off where we left off from, you know, I think we should uh, all be able to pull through as long as this doesn't last for too long. What are your sunsets, your sun's sunrises? The Have you seen bioluminescence, dolphins, whales? What are you looking at? Yeah, it's funny you should bring that up. I just posted something on uh, some photographs on Facebook quite recently. We were in um, Tobago Keys, which is a marine park. And, uh, you know, the, the air is a lot clearer, as, you, you know, people notice in a lot of the cities. But even here, it's a lot cleaner. And also the sea is, seems to be really quite clear. And we're seeing a lot more sea life at the moment. So in one place, we were going snorkeling, and we were quite surprised to find some, you know, some uh, decent-sized reef sharks. Yeah, so we're actually seeing a lot more sea life. And it's not only sharks. I mean, it's... Um, uh, eagle rays and um, you know all sorts fish loads of lobster are sort of hidden under the rocks here and we're not moving around as much as we as we uh, normally would because we can't leave the country so uh, we haven't actually been out to see if there's any uh, whales and dolphins and that around yeah well you guys seem in an enviable position despite the fact that you're you know, not uh, operating as you normally would this season. Anything else that you'd like to leave us with, Steve or Monica? Yeah, I mean, we are, we are I mean, we're a lot better off than a lot of people. I mean, you know, the, the, the next problem that is going to be coming along for a lot of the yachties that are further north in, you know, in the Bahamas and the, and the Virgin Islands is the hurricane season. You know, boats need to start heading out of the hurricane zones and heading further south. And the place that we all need to move to is uh, Granada. And uh, the borders of Granada are closed. So, you know, everybody, the discussions for everybody further north is that um, 
you know, what are we going to do for hurricane season if the borders are shut? We've got to sort of start making decisions. What are we going to do and where can we go? And, you know, speak to our insurance company and say, hey, you know, what's the go here? And, Phil, it is only a couple of weeks until hurricane season starts. And that was at the time of recording, of course. So we have our fingers crossed for all those sailors. We've got some World Nomads news. Yeah, okay. Look, at a time when many people are unable to leave their homes, the ability to transport a reader to a different place without them moving is a really powerful skill. And look, and we've just announced the winners of our travel scholarship who've managed to achieve just that. Yeah, the travel writing scholarship to Caribbean, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, Evangeline Yong from Australia, Megan Fitzgerald from the UK and Morgan Campbell from the United States. Congratulations. We'll share their winning entries in show notes. Well deserved. Look, make sure you tell your friends about our special COVID-19 episodes where we're sharing stories about the effects on travel and the travel industry. Yeah, and to get in touch, email podcast at worldnomads.com. See ya. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries. 